Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, we're waiting. Hey folks, it's time for another Golf Unfiltered podcast. I'm your buddy Adam, editor-in-chief over at GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at GolfUnfiltered. We've also got Instagram, Facebook, a few other things. Uh, We're welcoming back a uh, friend of the show, friend of the site, and overall just upstanding model citizen, uh, Mr. Shutface Golf. He uh, is of Twitter fame. Shutface, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me, Adam. No problem at all. Uh, we were just talking a little bit before we got going. It's been, what, 11 months, you said, and some odd days since the last time we yeah. had you on? But, uh, yeah, something, 11 months, 17 days, uh, 14 hours, and 26 seconds. Oh, man. Uh, it's It's been too long, and there's been so much that's happened in golf since the last time we spoke. But really, there's just a few things I want to get your take on. Uh, the first, of course, Tiger. I mean, that's really the only topic that's worth talking about with this virgin uh, or very young uh, PGA Tour season. Uh, Pulling out of the Safeway after committing the Friday prior, uh, what was your uh, immediate reaction upon hearing that Tiger was uh, tucking his tail between his legs again? Well, I wasn't surprised. I think we've all known that for over 10 years, Tiger's pullout game has been very strong. (laughs) no, uh, as far as, you know, WD, I mean, we saw this last year. It's the same shit. He just, he can't, he can't get over the hump. It's some sort of mental fragility. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. Um, it, it just, it shouldn't have surprised us all. I, I think the only reason anyone was surprised is because he said he was in on Friday and then he was out on, what, Sunday, Monday? Yeah. So, um, it is what it is. And I just, I'm done. Like, I'm out, it, you know. When the next time I see him playing live on camera, that'll that'll make me believe it's going to happen. So you're pretty much out on the whole uh, holding out hope. For I just don't, I don't think he actually cares. I think he he kind of knows the ship has sailed. You know that he might get a bug someday down the road to really do something again, but right now I just you know and, and you, know, you see with this whole TGR thing too, right. like he's, he's got distractions. Like playing golf is. He's got to do it for his brand. You know, Nicholas played, what, till he was, you know, well into his 50s, played the senior tour. I mean, Tiger will probably do some of that, but he's got to stay relevant in some way. But, yeah, I, I would imagine Greg Norman's brand probably dropped off quite a bit in the last five years when he stopped playing. Yeah, I'd imagine that's probably true. And, you know... And I'm not trying to compare Greg Norman to that. <laughs> That's all right. They both have an affinity for blondes and, and risky situations. But, yeah. you know, the thing I don't really understand, Jot, is the face that – or the <laughs> shut face uh, – is the fact that uh, he pulls out. He It's obvious that he's physically fine because then he just goes on a few days afterwards and he's putting on a clinic at Pebble Beach. I mean, I just – I don't quite 
understand why you don't at least give it a go other than, like what you said, he's nervous or just flat-out scared. I mean, do, do you think that's what it is at this point, that he's just, just frightened? He's a, being a coward at this point? Yeah, he's scared of embarrassment. He just he doesn't want to face the criticism. He Say he goes out there and shoots 77. You know, right. A score that most of us would be displeased with. But um, yeah, that's, that's wretched for him. He's going to take all the criticism. He's going to have golf media all over him, Tiger's done, Tiger... I mean... He's probably already seen it enough where how I don't in my mind how much worse could it actually be? It's it's not gonna get worse, but he's he's probably done seeing it. He'd probably rather leave people guessing. There's probably more to the mystery than there is of him actually showing up and shooting seventy seven. I don't disagree. I mean if you're ever gonna put yourself in a situation where you miss four hundred something days away from the PGA tour, you're getting ready to come back, you make the announcement that you're going to play three times this season, starting at the Safeway Open, only to then eventually just pull out of the tournament. I mean, now you're setting yourself up for even further embarrassment. I mean, I don't see how he benefits from pulling out. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's it's so infuriating because as a fan of Tigers, and I know that, you know, deep down inside, you're a fan as well, but... Everybody is. Everyone it's, is. Anyone of our generation. Oh, so, yeah. If you don't like Tiger, you're just a fucking hater. That's pretty much true. I mean, that's that's essentially it. I mean, off the course aside, you wanna you wanna diss on him for extramarital affairs and whatever. That's fine, but you know, or you know, even the way he's acted on certain things, I get I get that. I have a friend whose dad just hates Tiger to hate Tiger, but the guy's the greatest golfer of all time. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? Right. It's, and I think that's what makes it even more infuriating. I mean, people can't make that that disconnect even though i think over the last couple of years people have started to to kind of just want tiger to come back love him or hate him they just want to see him back on the course to see if nothing else if you hate the guy how he compares to everyone who's basically taken over the sport at this point the dustin johnson's jordan speeds rory's and what have you and i kind of put myself in that boat as well i want to see how he performs up to these guys i mean he's not going to be the longest guy on, on tour anymore never no no and i mean he's it's long sailed so I think you're right, actually. I think it is a matter of him not wanting to get embarrassed, which is something that we've never thought we'd say about Tiger. But I think uh, after having the uh, the public embarrassment that he's had in many different forms, this is the new reality for what many people believe is the, the best golfer ever. Yeah. You remember that whole uh, Tiger for the 12th pick for the Ryder Cup team like a month ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was never going to happen no matter what we thought, no matter what Davis Love thought, because Tiger wasn't going to do it. He was scared. And it, I don't think it had 1% chance of happening anyway. I'm just saying, even yeah. if if he had, if Love had come to Tiger and said, I want you to be the 12th guy, he'd have said, no, I'm done. And he still would have brought his clubs to Hazeltine anyway, like he did this time. And that's another thing. That I just There's so many inconsistencies with this whole thing. And I'm not trying to say like there's this big conspiracy or whatever. I mean, the fact of the matter is that, as you wrote on shutfacegolf.com, he's a scaredy cat. He's, he's absolutely frightened. Uh, but he's just putting, he's kind of like teasing us along. He's bringing his clubs with, it almost looks like he's got a little bit of, of I don't know if he's gun shy or something. Uh, he's like, he wants to take that next step, but he's not getting there. He's not doing yeah. it. It'll be interesting to see. I, I, I don't think he'll play in his own event in December, that's for sure. Really? You don't think so? No. No. Some, you know, he'll have some sort of relapse or, you know, whatever. Steiny will 
send out a PR message that he's you know had a setback and he'll do his hosting. Blah, blah. I mean, it'll just be the same bullshit. It probably will be the same bullshit. I mean, I, I think he does play. Um, if nothing else, it's a safe environment because there's no cut. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, Stiney is, is perfect and, and well-known for just keeping everyone's cards close to his chest, and he runs that whole PR machine. Yeah. Isn't it that they have it out in the Bahamas now? I mean, what if you know, what if he sees the weather forecast and it's like 40-mile-hour winds? That's not the right place for him to come back and try to play, and he'll shoot you know, 80 on what's perceived an easy course where they went nuts last year. And, you know, that's that's just as embarrassing. You might as well not play. Fair enough. I mean, I guess that's a that's a valid point. He doesn't want to put himself in a situation where he could possibly perform like he did at the Waste Management or even at the Memorial. But at some point, if he's going to play again, because we all know he's not going to play the Champions Tour or whatever you call it now. He might. You think he will? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what he. You know, I can't read him at all anymore. He, you know, was, everything was so predictable with him. You knew he was going to play what events. You knew horses for courses kind of thing. And now, the last five years, it's just everything's a crapshoot. Well, hell, if John Daly's going to play the, the, the old folks tour, I mean, uh, I guess anything's possible. That's different. He needs he needs the cash. <laughs> that's true. That's definitely true. So one of the rumors going around shut about Tiger's. Uh, untimely pullout, which is just the, the hashtag I think that's going to be for this this podcast, untimely pullout. That's perfect. Um, was the fact that he had other business dealings going on, which I think is complete bullshit, but it turns out that he did have other business dealings on uh, with in regard to getting all his companies over one nice little umbrella that he's now calling TGR, which you alluded to earlier. Uh, any, uh, any initial thoughts on hearing that? Was it basically just a a piece of news that you kind of overlooked like I did at first, or is there some meat behind this uh, new newest business venture of Tiger Woods? It's just rebranding. You know, Nike's gone. He's got to get all his own shit in his own house. That's all it is. It's fine. You know, whatever. But obviously he's going to be pretty involved with it. I think there is some truth to that whole Greg Norman angle that I brought up. You know, there's... It's not only branding, but it's, you know, the pride start making wine or some bullshit like that it's just (laughs) who knows and the logo my god what what is that it's weird it's like three traffic cones or something i don't don't stupid. (laughs) so but in his statement he basically said uh like you're saying i mean he's he's bringing all of his companies his foundation his um, uh, golf course design company everything under one umbrella but he made a little bit of a or whoever wrote the statement made a little bit of a side swipe at, hey, we might consider equipment in the future. Did you read anything more into that? Uh, you kind of read what I put out on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I saw what you were talking about with TaylorMade, and I, I didn't know anything about that until actually I saw your tweet and maybe somebody else's. And I, I, I can't see him bringing an existing company into that brand. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, at the same time, I don't see how he could make a club company successful in while he's in his 40s when his time, you know, his, his limelight has sailed. So how's he going to brand golf clubs and sell them when Nike can't do it and make money? Well, I think it's the same line of thought how Ben Hogan could do it at the time, even though he was doing it at his peak when 
uh, Louisville Slugger was having a hard time selling golf clubs. Now, granted, we're talking about eons difference in, in generation gap here, but yeah, I, I see at least some leverage that Tiger would have. Uh, you know, he's certainly a club tinkerer. He's a guy that loves equipment, much like uh, any of the greats in the game. But hey, Ben Hogan, Jack Nicklaus, Tom Watson, Tommy Armour. Oh. <laughs> These are all names that have started their own club line. Hogan and Hogan's clubs, I think, had a nice niche to maybe more of a player. Um, yeah, the Tommy Armour reference is kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. I mean, I know that a lot of talk has been uh, thrown around, and for the listeners, what uh, we're discussing in terms of TaylorMade, there's a rumor going around, which I have yet to get confirmed, but you know how rumors go. That a uh, TaylorMade has been under, uh, they've, they've been for sale for a while, and they've just been toying around with uh, various suitors. And we've heard a rumor that the deal's been done, that the sale has occurred. Uh, well, they continue to make too many drivers for anyone to keep track of. Well, so that's that's absolutely true. I mean, they just cannibalize themselves, and we can we can yeah. go on that tangent too. But um, why would anyone want to buy them? <laughs> <laughs> I bet I don't know. It's a sinking ship, and I think the guys over at my golf spy did a good job at uh, describing that. But in terms of the group that's gonna that reportedly, or at least rumored to have purchased TaylorMade, uh, Tiger's part of that group, and he's been a name attached to the sale for a long time. He's also been attached to uh, Mira Golf for a long time. In my discussion with Bill Halawati of Mira not too long ago, who basically didn't say anything regarding Tiger. Uh, playing uh, Mira golf equipment. He did confirm, though, that Tiger was playing basically Mira irons with Nike stamped on. Yep, I've always heard that, too. It's, it's So it's it's an interesting layer to this whole tailor-made Nike, you know, just the how the, the, uh, the world of golf equipment is changing. I can see Tiger trying it. I don't know if he's going to be successful in it. And that is getting out a line of golf clubs, but uh, he certainly tried other things that certainly have failed. <laughs> which, which begs the question: How come you always have brand new clubs on you know on the YouTube and you're showing them on Twitter? I mean, you got did you get a set of mirrors like a month ago? I do. I, I still have them in my bag. I mean, come on. <laughs> what? What's the What's the matter with the mirrors? You got your PXGs, too? I do not have those. No, uh, Mr. Bob Parsons is a little, uh, believe it or not, he's a little tight with his generosity. Come on, Bob. Get on, get on that shit. Send Adam a pair of sticks, or a set of sticks. Jesus. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, hand down my uh, my mirrors to shut. Uh, can you play uh, Blades with uh, a degree? I, yeah, I do play Blades, but I'm a, no, see, I'm a half, half upright, that's what she said, and uh, <laughs> half in wrong, that's what she said. Unfortunately, I'm always a, a half down, which is unfortunate. Always flat, huh? Yeah, always. Um, so, uh, uh-oh, we got a special guest here. Wife Box just came in uh-oh. With, a, with a milkshake here. Oh, this is nice. This is uh, good podcast listening. Say, it, say hi to my buddy Shut. It, shut. Yeah, Shut Face. You know Shut Face. Oh, Shut Face. I was like, Shut. Shut. <laughs> His name's Shut. Is the milkshake from the Wiener Circle? The, the milkshake is from uh, Lemon Tree downstate. In, uh, not, not the Wiener Circle. Not the Wiener Circle, no. That comes later. 
Yeah, good. You always have to get a good chocolate milkshake from the Wiener Circle. <laughs> All right. So, we've got some Twitter questions here, my friend. Yeah, let's do them. All right. So, let me, uh, let me pull down my uh, Twitter feed. That's where I was going with that the entire time, I swear. Yeah. Um, I want to I, I want to get the first one here. All right. Go for it. Todd Marsh Todd Marsh Fitness. Hey Todd. He asks, when is Shuffface going to stop hiding behind an alias? Um, Todd, question. unless you're going to come pay my bills for me, I think my employer would prefer that I keep it this way, so it's going to stay that way. But thanks for asking. <laughs> well, there's that. There's that question answered. It's done. Moving on uh, to the next uh, question. This whole Twitter blog thing, it doesn't pay me a dime. No, 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 it doesn't pay anyone anything. No one's ever made a dime off of Twitter. Yeah. So if anyone, you know, if anyone wants to change that, I, I'll, you know, I'll reveal myself. It's nothing anyone wants to see. I'm really a boring guy. I'm not famous. I'm just a dude who lives in the suburbs with his family and plays on the weekends. Plays a lot of golf too. He's a, you're actually a pretty decent follow on Snapchat for as long as I had it on my phone. I uh, I haven't even snapped anything in a while. Well, that's I haven't had it on my phone in a while, so I guess we're in the yeah. same uh, timeline there. No, like this summer, like I, I I snapped some stuff from some tournaments and courses I was at, and I loved it. But you just you don't know you don't you know, there's no feedback there, so you have no idea how it's received. Mm. It's a weird Instagram, the same deal. They've got the new Snapchat feature where you don't know if anyone's actually watching it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So regripped uh, at regripped. What's up, buddy? He always sends in a few questions. He's got a question for you here. Does the PGA season need to be restructured, and if so, how would you do it? Million dollar, well, $10 million question, really, isn't it? It is. Uh, restructure, I don't know, I, you know, I saw somebody talking about, you know, that they could move, they could bump the PGA to May, move the players back to March, um, and then start the FedEx in August and be done on Labor Day, and I thought, oh, that's harebrained, but the more you think about it, it, it does make sense, and you know, then you start, you know, maybe you take two or three weeks off, and Ryder Cup happens when that happens, and then you go right back to this, uh, you know, fall, whatever you call this season. Right, and right. Um, I think we'd all hate it because the change would be weird at first, having the PGA in May and whatnot, but it, it might be the best thing for golf. It, it, it's just so easy to see what football does to golf. It just kills it. It does it, it does it for everybody. My site goes down... Last year it was 50-60% after Labor Day. This year it's more like 85%. It's like why try? Why 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 is anyone playing golf or you know, I'm talking about golf, professional golf anyway after that. So football is the uh, American pastime now and it, it probably will be so, for a long time. So does it need to be restructured? No, I think it's doing just fine. I I think, you know, time spot in the calendar. Um, I don't think that's what you're getting at either. So personally, I wouldn't change it. But if they were going to go some route like that, we'd all just have to jump, jump on board and embrace it. You know, I would. I hate the wraparound season. Um, I think the uh, the one week off season is the silliest damn thing in the world. But um, you know, I've I've racked my brain about the FedEx Cup playoffs. I've I can't think of a better system. Um, I'm sure there's one out there. I mean, uh, we could do match play, 
but I know that the question is asking about the entire season in general, but everything else I, th- I feel, with the exception of this le- this year with the Olympics and the Ryder Cup in the same year, I think it's fine. I mean, I would prefer there to be less time between the Masters and the U.S. Open. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, the summer season is, is uh, that's the busy season. It's the busy season and how it should be. Um, the players is exactly where it needs to be. If you want to think of it as the fifth major, I don't, but you know, it's a, it's a great tournament to watch. So overall, I think everything's spaced out pretty good. I would just give these guys a longer off season because quite frankly, from a selfish standpoint and kind of to the point that you just said, my site does terrible during the football season. I mean, there's not a whole hell of a lot to talk about. Even now we just came off of the first tournament. No one wants to talk about whoever the fuck won that tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I think a longer off season would, would be, uh, a good Whoa. thing. Whoa, hit the brakes. You don't want to, you don't want to talk about Brandon Steele's ugly ass swing, burning the last three holes of the Safeway Open in Napa Valley to beat, what's his name? Pat Shanks. Yeah. Mr. Shanks. Yeah. Is Brandon Steele's clubs even long enough for him? I don't know. I, I, you know, God bless him. I I hate to say anything bad about him because he seems like the nicest fucking guy, and and all he does is grind out a good living on the PGA Tour. But number one, he looks like a fucking dork. Number two, <laughs> it's number three, he doesn't excite me in any way, shape, or form. Um, it, you know, just you see him on the top of the leaderboard, and, and God, I'd just soon turn off the TV and not watch. He's and not exciting. I'm as hardcore as it gets on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not exciting at all. I mean, and Pat Kazire, he's kind of got the same thing going. He's like eight feet tall. He's got clubs that are quite clearly fit poorly well, to him. He's got he's got a good swing though. I mean, he's he's you know probably in that Harris English mold where you're just kind of waiting for him to do a little more, win one, and he's gonna. Um, but Steele's the kind of guy where you just wonder like. Wow, he's been on tour for like a decade and made probably, I, I have no idea, I'm guessing over $10 million. And he's got two wins, I think. It's just like, yeah. it's unreal. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean. Hey, I traded him. He can he can come do my job. <laughs> I'll do his. Golf blogger extraordinaire. No, I mean, you know, day job, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought of this, and uh, one last question before I let you go. We're keeping these pretty short these days. Yeah. Um, Bubba Watson, what was your thought on him being chosen as a vice captain or weaseling his way in as a vice captain? I I wanted to ask you this for a while. Yeah, I don't think there was any choosing there. I think he just, like, you know, I I, I don't think Bubba literally blew Davis Love, but... um, (laughs) You know, something along those lines. Like, I mean, it had to be, like, I'll give my next adopted kid to you or something. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he was doing to get on that, but he, he did. I mean, you don't get picked. You get, you're the seventh guy in the world. You're ninth in the points. And, oh, by the way, we're going to go take 10, 11, 12 right around you before we pick you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we don't want you around, clearly. Wait, you want to be a captain? Hmm... Right. Okay, okay. Well, you know, it's not anybody else. I, I could make a case. Like, let's say Dustin Johnson was in that situation. And he was like, well, Davis, you didn't pick me, but I'd love to be a captain. And 
you know, Davis would probably look at Paulina and go, yeah, you, you can come hang out for the week. That's fine. Nobody wants to look at Bubba Watson's wife. That's not the case. So I, I don't know what – it was almost like a – like just goodwill. Like, God, we feel bad for fucking you over, Bubba, so we'll take you. And, yeah, I think in the end it was probably good for everyone. Bubba probably bonded with some of those guys. He did some stuff that he – Never would have been exposed to. He probably it probably made him look in the mirror a little. You know, I, I'll be interested to see what kind of you know behavior Bubba has next year when we when we see him play again. That last point you just brought up was the exact thought I had. I think it really was a rude awakening for him, saying that hey, you know, get your shit together. We're purposely not taking you. Uh, and the thing that I just thought was so fucking Bubba was the fact that he had his own golf cart. Yeah, and it was just so perfect, but. You know, the thing that really I, – I was feeling sorry for the guy. I, I felt that, hey, you know what, maybe this is an opportunity for him to kind of just get his shit together. He's going to be able to be involved, albeit not playing. And then as soon as they win, the first fucking guy that's crying is Bubba Watson. Yeah, the guy that didn't hit a shot. Yeah, couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, God, just just yeah. go away. And he's, you know, laughing like a little kid in the, in the presser, uh, bragging about having Tiger's number to text him. I mean – weird he's just everything he does is bizarre and i don't hate him like most of the twitter world does uh, you know I, I i don't get him at all i don't i don't know how he ticks it just doesn't make sense to me but i don't hate the guy he's just weird yeah definitely i'd like to put this on the record while we're talking i don't hate any professional golfer that isn't named vj singh or sergio <laughs> garcia or ian poulter otherwise you know, everyone else is fine. Are you blocked by at least two of those three names? I'm blocked by more than half of the European Ryder Cup team. <laughs> I've not gotten to that status. I uh, Are you blocked by uh, Brandel? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I am as well. I don't even know what I did there. but uh, I, don't, well, I, I just want to know the specific tweet that I sent out that he said, you know what, that's enough. Well, it's, isn't it amazing that he's actually reading those? Like, what kind of fucking chump is sitting there? You know, the guy's got millions. He's got the best job. He's married to some chick who's half his age, even though she's ugly as sin. And he's sitting there on the crapper in the morning going through his Twitter feed going, Well, this golf unfiltered guy sure was mean to me today. Fuck him. I just blocked him. <laughs> I'll show him. You know, if you're if you're too big to block people, that's when you know you've made it. And if you're if you're... If you have that many followers and you have that kind of media job and you're blocking people because of things they say to you on Twitter, grow a fucking pair. Amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Mr. Shutface Golf. You can follow him on Twitter at Shutface Golf. You can go out to his website, shutfacegolf.com. Anything else you want to pimp out uh, while we got you? Boy, I didn't even think about pimping anything out. Um, I got a sister who's probably good for – I mean, whoa, you, you meant <laughs> – you, you meant on, on my website? Or yeah, like, on your website. Anything you uh, want, uh, anything to, to check out. I know you've got a, a weekly uh, post that comes out every so often. Yeah, I, I, I try to do more, but I'm limited. So, um, yeah, no, nothing to pimp out. Just check out the site when you have time. Uh, I highly recommend it more January, February, March, and April when things get rolling, but there still will be updates uh, all throughout the fall, and we'll sprinkle in some seasonal stuff for you, too. Good stuff, man, and I'll promise that we'll get you back on uh, sooner than 11 months from now. No pressure. No pressure <laughs> at all. Thanks for having me, Adam. It's always fun. 
All right, man. And folks, we'll uh, have uh, another guest next week or maybe a little longer than that. Uh, stay tuned. In the meantime, go out and follow us on Twitter at Golf Unfiltered. This is your buddy Adam signing off.